This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we are introducing you to an organization that's liberating women. This March, Share Charlotte is putting the spotlight on organizations dedicated to helping women survivors of sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is when someone is forced to perform commercial sex. That can mean physical force, but it can also be manipulation, blackmail, deception, debt, threats, something that makes someone feel as if they have no other choice. It has many faces and situations, but if you know the signs, you can help stop it. And nonprofits in Charlotte can step in to help women find safety. And that's where today's organization comes in. Debbie Gates is the executive director of Compassion to Act. Debbie, welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. So Debbie, tell me about your organization. Why did you start it? And, um, and how's it going? Well, it's, you know, I'd love to get this question because so, so many times people think, you know, you, maybe you were trafficked or maybe you had problems that made you start an organization like this. And I was not trafficked, um, but I've always had a heart for women and children. And through the time of my life, I have um, just women and children who were in crisis would find themselves to me through the years. And uh, just an opportunity came up one of my girlfriends was like, do you want to start a human trafficking organization with me? And I was like, sure, because I liked my friend and I want to help women. But I didn't even know what human trafficking was. So it's really crazy how I how I got involved. And so we started researching and learning and realizing human trafficking is happening everywhere. It's not just in other countries. It's not just, you know, a long time ago that there's more slavery today than ever before in history. And it's growing. And Charlotte is the number one city in North Carolina and in the top, like in the top of the states, or it's top of the cities in the United States. And so we have a problem. We have a problem that we need to address. And so that started my journey. But what's really interesting about it is, you know, I'm a mom. <clears throat> I have three children. At the time when, when we started, they were younger. Now they're, they're adults. And I was in my 40s when I started this organization. So I was a stay-at-home soccer mom, taught a Bible study, just was living my life. And this came on me, and it's like, I have to do something. So I became an abolitionist later in life, and that's why it's always so important that no matter how old you are, no matter where your stage is in life, there's always something that you can do to make someone's life better and to make a difference. And so now I feel like I'm 20 again, and I'm, you know, helping women and, and, and bringing awareness uh, for families and children to stop this problem and to make a difference. So Compassion to Act, I love <clears throat> the name of it. Um, when you started with your friend, how did you come up with the name? And then how did you start finding the people you helped? Okay. Well, it was really funny. We sat at Panera Bread, which we always said that was our corporate office, you know, because we're multi-site. We can go everywhere. And the first time we met at Panera Bread, we were there for eight hours. And we came up with our name, our mission statement, and what we wanted to do. So what we decided we would do, we would spend six months 
and we would educate ourselves about human trafficking because we really didn't know. And we learned. We, we talked to other groups that were doing it. Now, not as many groups were doing it as they are now. And there isn't as there's back then there wasn't enough or as much statistics and awareness of that. We were a little ahead of the head of it. Um, so we but we just did what we could and we learned what we could. And then we were like, well, we've got to do something. So what we did is we had an event. Uh, we rented out a location. We had groups from all over North and South Carolina that wanted to participate because our tagline is always put your compassion into action. Because if you don't volunteer or serve with us, then there's many others. Find where you fit, but do something. And everyone can do something. Everyone can give, can serve, can pray, can help bring awareness, build strong families within your family. You know, all of those things protect people from being from being trafficked. And so anyway, from that event, we had 600 people come to it. It was really, really big. And from that, we had a lady that was in New York City call the news in Wilmington looking for her daughter who had been who had gone she had um, gone with those people that sell things door to door and they put ads and so she took the ad the girl did and she just was thinking I want to go around and learn about the United States and travel and it wasn't a reputable situation and so there was drug trafficking sex trafficking there was all sorts of things happening and the little girl got scared well she was 18 and she ran and so she ended up in Charlotte well her mom was searching for her and she ended up contacting the news in Wilmington and the news in Wilmington contacted the news here in Charlotte well the news had come out to interview and to be a part of this event and we were able to find this girl in just a crazy way. She was on the streets in Charlotte. And we were able to put her in our emergency safe house. And on her 18th birthday, which was the next day, we bought a bus ticket for her and sent her back to her mom. And it was amazing. And that's how it started. So a safe house. So yeah. when you find out about these women that need, or mm-hmm. even young women, mm-hmm. uh, you you put them up or how do you, how do well, you help? Well, we have an emergency safe house. It's not running right now. We don't have it up and running right now. But if we have a lady that's in risk, now they're all at risk, but I mean immediate risk. We have a one bed a one bed that she can stay for up to two weeks while we find while we find care for her in other places. But what's really amazing is we are going to be opening an aftercare program. We're going to be opening a house this year. We were awarded some state funding, which is amazing. We were written into the state budget for two years. And so we're going to use those funds to open an aftercare program. So we're looking right now for housing. We're looking for a house or land um, so anyone who's listening, if you're if you have a piece of property you want to donate or at a, sell it to us at a good price, we're definitely open to that. And we want to be able to help these women rehabilitate. And we have had an aftercare program before. We had to close it because of funding. And so we're really excited to get our program back up and running because even today, I got a call for for three referrals of people looking to find placement for women and. There are no places in Charlotte. They're they're either full or they're not open yet. 
So I, we, you started at the beginning. Awesome. You found the girl. She went home. Yes. Awesome. Now you, you get referrals. People mm-hmm. are come to you. Mm-hmm. They, they found somebody that needs right. help. Mm-hmm. If I am in this situation, mm-hmm. do I find you or do I go ask help? From a social worker, or how do, how do people get to you? Well, they can find us through our website, um, through our hotlines, because one of the things we also do, I haven't mentioned yet, is we also go into strip clubs and we work with the ladies. Um, we have a monthly strip club group that goes in and we provide meals and gifts for the women. And so we also give out our hotline number so that people can find us. Um, and you know, it happens. It happens at times when we build relationships with the women in the clubs. And not all the women are trafficked in the clubs, but many of them are. And we're able to help them and give them a way, a way out and um, become friends with them, mentor them, work with them. And so we've done everything from put tires on cars to meals, backpacks for their kids, Christmas presents, um, skating parties. We've done all sorts of things through the years to help the ladies. And we've given out almost 4,000 compassion bags since we've started. So it's a lot of bags for women. So you've met a lot of women. You've helped a lot of women. Mm -hmm. What, for someone who's listening to this, what what, how do they get caught up into this? What is happening to them? Mm-hmm. Um, how, yeah, just trying to understand. Well, we have an epidemic, and uh, part of the epidemic is the family unit. The family unit is very fragmented as a whole in our nation. And most of the women we have helped have had an absent father, either that they don't know their father or their father was an abuser or he wasn't good. And so everyone searches for that. And traffickers can be women, but they are predominantly men. And they are master manipulators. And they can find women who are vulnerable and say what they need to say, do what it takes to get them um, to do whatever they want. So are the women locked up? Yes, we've helped women that that's happened. But most of them are in schools in your workplace, anywhere. And, but because they are, um, they're, they're, they think that these guys are their boyfriends or they care about them because their, their view of love and their view of relationships is so skewed because they're operating from that broken place of, of that. And then many of them are sexually abused. Uh, many of them aren't educated, but then I say all of that, but then we've also worked with women that are educated and had a good father, you know, so there's exceptions. There, there are exceptions, but predominantly it has been that way. And even with the strip club outreach that we do, many of the women, it's a generational thing. Their grandmothers, their aunts, their mothers, they all danced and that's just what you do. We've had a lot of that. And so when you look at women in the clubs, many of them are moms working because they have children. Their husbands or their boyfriends don't work. And they're taking care of the family. And this is the only thing they know to do. So you've been doing this how long? You said you started when Since you- 2013, 2013, November of 2013. Okay. And... Um, 
what keeps you going? That's a good question because there have been times I've said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go back and have a corporate job and, you know, make the money and do the things. But when you meet a woman and you meet someone and you see how their lives are transformed, it's worth it. It's worth all of it. And it keeps me going because I know that um, it keeps me going because they deserve it. They deserve it. They need, they need to know someone loves them, cares about them, and that life is more than what they know. And we always say um, at the Compassion Cottage that it's cultivating dreams, you know, and, you know, so often when you're a little girl, you think about your dreams for your life. And uh, so many of these women have been in a state of trauma their entire life that they don't even know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. They're living on just how to get through the next five minutes and how to get through the next 10 minutes. So we're helping them go back to, you know, when God created you, what did he create you for? What is the dream he has for your life? And to see that light bulb go off and to see women who are living their best life and really working hard to do that is so worth it. It's worth it because, you know, one of the things with this work is you don't always see the end result. So I tell our team that sometimes we're a part of the beginning part. Sometimes we're a part of the middle part. We don't always get to see the full circle from the beginning to the end. But when we do, those are moments that we have to just embrace because we know that even if we're in the beginning of planting those seeds and teaching them and helping them, whatever it is, whatever part we play, that we know that seed is going to eventually one day grow into a beautiful thing. And so it just keeps, it just keeps hope alive in you. And even when it's hard and even when it's been hard, um, because I've cried many tears and I've seen a lot of things that I wish I didn't know, but I do. And, um, and you know, those are just the things that I tell my team and, and, you know, it's worth it. You know, it's like how, how, how valuable is life, you know? And, and these women are valuable and they're precious and they are, I'm telling you, they are go-getters because being in an environment or, or having to go through what they go through and they have that tenacity to live is so inspiring to me. Like they're my heroes. They really are. Well, we will talk more about that after the break. Okay. Do you love podcasts? You're listening to one right now, so we're going to say you do. You know what makes podcast listening better? A really great set of earbuds nestled snugly into your appropriate head holes. You could win a really great set of earbuds courtesy of the Queen City Podcast Network. A set of Bose noise-canceling quiet comfort earbuds, a $200 value, could be all yours. And all you have to do is sign up to receive the Queen City Podcast Network email newsletter at queencitypodcastnetwork.com between now and April 16th, 2023. You heard me. Sign up to receive a twice-weekly email about all the latest Queen City Podcast Network releases. And you're entered in a drawing where you could win the earbuds of a lifetime. The rules are published at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. That's also where you sign up for the drawing. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com, your ticket to great listening with a great set of earbuds. 
So Debbie, you had talked about you're hoping somebody could donate some land or yes. property. What mm-hmm. else would you like our listeners to possibly do? Right. Well, it's so important to know knowledge is power. So when you know something, then you have to do something. And we are so, it's so important for us to be able to educate and train and teach the, the families how to protect your children. So we have one whole side of our uh, organization and ministry that is awareness that we would love to come and speak to your groups, to your neighborhood groups, to your businesses, to your churches, to your schools, to your events. We, we will talk to anyone because we believe knowledge is power. Because even as much as I feel like I talk about this problem, there's still so many people that have no idea what this is and what it looks like and what you do if you see it. And so those are some of the things that we do, um, especially during during COVID, during the pandemic. We made sure that we were, because everything changed, and we did a lot of education at that time, a lot of online education to be able to help families and help groups. And so we would love to do that. We also have volunteers that are working with the women, going into the clubs, mentoring women, actually that part of it. But then if you don't want to work with the women, but you want to help, we, have all, we need all kinds of office help administrative help, web help, um, to be our social media director, like we're still looking for that person to, to help us with that, um, to help us with fundraising, to help bring awareness, to help get groups to be a part of it, to, I mean, there's just, there's just so much. There's a million things, and everyone can do something. So wherever your gifting is, wherever you feel like you want to learn, you know, we, we can help you. We can get you there. So how do we find you? You find us, you can go on um, Instagram, Compassion to Act, Facebook, Compassion to Act, Twitter, um, TikTok, which we're, we're jumping into the TikTok game. Um, and then you can go on our website, CompassionToAct.org. And on our website, there is a place to volunteer. You can click and you can check what volunteer opportunities you are interested in. And then some of, someone will contact you and get you plugged in. So uh, being on social media, Instagram is the first thing you're thinking. Is it because you're the people that you're helping, that's where they're at? Well, we do have a um, we do have an Instagram, but it's 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 not it's different. But we do that to help women. Um, but as far as like, and we have gotten calls and messages from people who are in crisis through social media. But it's mainly for awareness and mainly for education and mainly to get the word out because, you know, we're not, we're in a digital age. I mean, it's not going to go away. And um, this is our way of, of connecting with the people that are interested and the people that want to know what they can do. And so this is, you know, we're doing what everyone else is doing, um, jumping into that. And when you talked about the house, you called it aftercare. What do you what do you mean by aftercare? I think aftercare like my kid after school. That's right. not what this is. No, no. An aftercare program is once the woman is rescued. So we work with women that are 18 and up. So there's different programs that work in different age groups, but we work with adult women. One day I would love to be able to work with children or women with children, but right now it's adult women. And we've had women in our house from 18 to 58. 
it's a wide range um, when we had our house before. But um, so an aftercare program, so once a woman is rescued, they're, they're rescued. Um, there is a, there is a time period for them that we do, um, an evaluation to see if they are at a place to come into a program, an aftercare program. And the aftercare program basically is a place of healing. So it can, our program will be, um, up to two years for them to get to a place of healing and restoration and to, to start putting some of those skills to place. Because once you're in an environment and our, and also our program, is free. So it doesn't cost the women anything. We help them with, if they have legal issues, addiction issues, whatever issue they have, we, we help them, but it has to be a, a good fit too. So there is a, um, an application process. There is an interview and we have to do a psychiatric evaluation, you know, all the things that you have to do to make sure someone is in a safe place to be able to go through the program. And once they get in the program, then that's where the hard work starts. That's where they learn how to live their life because some of these women have been so controlled in every way that we don't want to put them, you know, they've been in a controlled environment. We don't want to put them into another controlled environment. Then we're no different than our traf- than the trafficker. So we want them to learn how to make decisions, learn how to even as, as easy, as simple as what they want to eat because some women, they're just controlled, or what their favorite color is, or, you know, just simple things that we take for granted. Yeah. And so basic life skills, learning how to live your life without control. And, and so the aftercare program is the way that they um, grow, the way that they move along in their life so that they can leave the trafficking life behind and move to their destiny. Awesome. Well, Mm -hmm. Debbie, it was so nice to meet you. Thank you for coming. Do you know someone else like Debbie who's doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. A big thanks to Share Charlotte. Make sure you use the hashtag DoGoodCLT and head to ShareCharlotte.org to find nonprofits looking for your help. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.